Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is the Tribune Audio Network. It took me back to where she started and to see where God has brought her to. It just, it brings joy to my heart. She's actually living her dreams. And he's doing that for her. Prior to this series, the last time I saw Angel in person was at her graduation party. She was having the time of her life, getting ready to head off to college. But even while she was away, Angel was kind enough to keep me in the loop of her latest achievements. Angel wants to own and operate a commercial airline, and she's moving closer to that dream. She sent me three pictures in a text. I could see her in the pilot's seat behind the controls of an airplane. Sky, land, and water in the distance. Honestly, before I started flying, I was very nervous. But as soon as I got in the plane, it didn't really register to me until um, my IP showed me pictures of me flying that I really controlled the plane like I really flew a plane. From the Tribune Audio Network, I'm Fox 8's Natalie Wilson, and this is What Happened to Baby Doe. I, um, I was just excited that I flew a plane and that I was really doing what I went to school for. Angel's a student at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Daytona Beach, Florida, where she's studying aeronautical science. So I'm about halfway through my flight training, and as soon as I go back, I'll have my PA and then I'll solo. I can't wait for her to fly her first plane and I'm gonna be her flight attendant. <laughs> so I just want all her dreams to come true. I really do. I just want all her dreams to come true and you know, we're here to, you know, do what we have to do to make sure that happens. And from planes to pageants, Angel has pageant experience and told me it's another place where she can just be herself. I just love fashion and I love self-expression and I never went to prom so it's kind of like my opportunity to get on stage and spin around and just have fun in the dress and I just love that. I'm about to actually compete in the um, Miss Teen National and Miss North Carolina USA pageant at the end of this year so I've started my sponsoring for that and I'm really excited about it. She's reaching for the stars and has no shortage of cheerleaders along the way. When she met Tony, Willie, and Ricky, they told her. We have a big family, including us. We have a big family. We will always be family. That is our little sister for life right yeah. now. And they're making good on that promise. That's my family. <laughs> um, I don't even call her Miss Tony. That's Mama Tony to me. She, um, 
they're just all very close to me. They visited me my last week of school and just came to say hey and to see how I was doing. So we've all just grown very close. We're all like a second family to one another. Basically, we saw you both. So I know I, I, we need to be some part of your life. So I'm not gonna never lose that, never. Angel was introduced to the rest of Tony's family at a Christmas gathering. Tony's mother, Lily, quickly welcomed Angel as her own. Yeah, she called her granny. Yes, mama said that's my granddaughter, yes. When I was interviewing Tony and her son, Willie, she wanted to make sure I saw a painting. It was a painting Angel did for her. She had um, gave me this for Christmas, and she painted one for Mommy. Tony was so proud to share it with me. But when I read what was on the back was so touching. She turned it over. For my mother, Thank you for being such a blessing in my life. For so many years, I wondered who my savior was on that night. When I finally got to meet you, I knew that I had met my second mom. I'm so grateful to call you and your family my family. Although not by DNA, but through God. I hope you enjoy this painting. You always call yourself Diva Princess, and I wanted to embody it through art. Keep on shining, Mommy. Love your daughter, Angel. Title of work, A Diva Princess, hand-painted in Daytona Beach by Angel Thomas, 2018. Carrie doesn't mind sharing her daughter. No, absolutely not. If I had to share Angel with anybody, I, I thank God it's Miss Tom. It was something that she had went to, I think, D.C. and got a scholarship. And um, I asked Carrie, could I post it? You know, so the family, you know, because she has, was in, introduced to the family at a Christmas gathering. And so um, Carrie said, you can post anything, you know, because she was your daughter before she was mine. And that I'll just bust out crying. It took almost 18 years for them to meet again. So they know time is precious. That's why they don't waste it. They're making new memories. Oh, when they came for my birthday, we went to Disney and we went to Universal. Um, and I made Mama Tony and my mom get on all the rides. <laughs> so it was very fun. We just got to bond as a family and they came and spent time with me for that week. We went to Magic Kingdom and it was just so much fun. And I'm not a theme park person, but I let them talk me into what did I ride? Just so they can laugh and pick at me. I'm screaming on everything. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun to, you know, be out there celebrating her birthday. And because we all had on little buttons saying I'm celebrating Angel's birthday. So everybody in the park was like, happy birthday, Angel. Happy birthday, Angel. So that it was fun. It's not easy sharing your life with the world. But when Angel thinks about all that she has gained, she says it's worth it. Honestly, it was something that I was really glad that I was able to get off my chest and share and I got a lot of good feedback from family and friends and people of all over, and it was definitely an opportunity for me to find myself and really find out more things about my life, so it was just an amazing experience. Angel has come a long way in accepting both the heartwarming and heartbreaking parts of her story. It's been exciting taking this journey with her, seeing her maturity at such a young age. 
and how the past and present are still merging together. Dear Angel, when the Fox 8 TV story about you came on last week, it made quite a splash at Women's Hospital in That letter showed up in the Thomas mailbox after our 2017 coverage on Angel. You were a joy to snuggle, and we had some heart-to-heart, -heart, the wordless conversations about the world. It was a letter from Nick Unani, Rebecca Miles. Over the years, I've helped thousands of babies, but I remember you so well. Angel's mom, Carrie, told me they wanted to meet her. We thought it'd be nice to plan another reunion while Angel was home from school. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Are you Angel? I am. Are you Rebecca? I'm Rebecca. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Can I hug you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! It's good to see you. Nice to see you. Oh. Angel began to cry. Rebecca reached in her pocket. Yeah, I brought two. <laughs> the two spent time catching up. You were just a miracle from the get-go, and we were all so thrilled to have you with us and. You know, the time you spent up there was really special. I remember the day I got this letter. I just read it, and I was like, wow. It's like, this is crazy to me to think that people so long ago just remembered me and still oh, yeah. thought about me to this day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as I met Rebecca, I could tell that she's doing exactly what she's meant to do in life. She just had a certain warmth about her. If a baby had to be held by a stranger, you would want that baby to end up in Rebecca's arms. Well, I remember when I got to hold her, just holding her and, and, and rocking in the rocking chair and having a, maybe a silent conversation with her to just tell her, you are okay now. I noticed how she put her arm around Angel to put her at ease and even pat her on the back a couple of times. She still had those NICU nanny instincts, even though that baby Rebecca held was now tall enough to stand over her by several inches. But you could tell she still saw her as that precious little child. You still feel snuggly. <laughs> Me too. Carrie was happy to see Angel have another piece of her story. You sent us that picture of her when she was like two or three years old, holding a little red telephone. I would love to see that picture because oh, I can't remember. We put it up, it was like at Christmas time or mm -hmm. something, you sent it to us and you told us her name was Angel and we put it up on our bulletin board and we were all so excited. Rebecca and Angel sat and talked for a while, even after our formal interview was over. Rebecca says she wrote that letter because she wanted Angel to know that her family was larger than she ever knew. She had an extended family at Women's Hospital. It was such a thrill to, to get good news about you and to see how well you were doing. And when, you know, you said that they found you and they were your family, I thought you had some other support system and family 
backing you up too. And I wanted you to know that uh, you had lots of, lots of people in your corner rooting for you. That's the amazing part of Angel's story. So many people on her side. I thought about baby Jane Doe. The baby found deceased in 1997. And I remembered the short clip I watched on the archive tape. Pallbearers carrying a tiny white casket and a close-up of her headstone. The world didn't get to hear her voice, but the words on her headstone speak volumes. May we reach out in love to every child in need. Fortunately, Angel received that loving reach. I really had lost track of time that it's been 20 years. And it's really nice to know that this story has got a good ending, that this uh, baby has grown up to be a healthy, self-sufficient adult with a future. And I think it's nice for the community to know that this child rallied and their support helped this child. And I've got three kids and seeing how this played out to, to start off life with that kind of situation and all the odds against you and to end up like this young lady has is just fantastic. In the news business, we have so many stories that don't have happy endings. We have stories every day that don't have happy endings. And it's rare to find one that you think is gonna go one way that goes the other way. And that's exactly what she has done. She has changed her life and she's changed people around her, I think, by the way that she has reacted to adversity. You want the story to come full circle because you want the, everyone to have answers. And to see how Baby Doe has grown up and how she has flourished, the love that she had with her adoptive family and the love of the, the woman who was just going to work and found her. It's one of those stories that will always stick with you. It's one of those stories that you, you love happy endings, and I think it definitely is a happy ending, for sure. It was a divine orchestration of people in a community being placed right where they needed to be at a specific moment in time. Some for a few minutes, some for a season, and others for a lifetime. The first responders. Kid did all right for herself. You know, and it makes you proud of that. God does miraculous things sometimes, and he, use, he uses firemen, he uses um, policemen, he uses EMS personnel, uh, everybody that's in this story. The team at Women's Hospital. Oh, it was incredible. I thought I was just so relieved, really, um, that we had done our job, first of all, and that she did end up in the right place. The detective. Being in this job for so long, you, you have to have things that inspire you to continue. And Angel was one of those things. The foster care social worker. She was with her family. She was well adjusted. She was happy, involved. He did a great job with her. The school social worker. It feels good as an educator just to see your students that you come in contact with persevere. The parents who've given her a forever home. Because if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be here. She wouldn't be in this house. All this, uh, every bit of this is him. Every bit of it. The strangers who would become family. Very proud of her. The woman she becoming, she's going out her dreams. And the young mom who held on to hope. Everything that I continue praying for 
is what it is. She's got a good life. All of these people, and then some, are part of a miracle. I know I went through a lot in life. I went through a lot of college. <laughs> but I just, I feel like you should go through life with a smile. No matter what you go through, life isn't easy. And it only gets harder, but it's what you make of it. And I wasn't supposed to make it, but I did. And that just motivates me to want to do better and to do more. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and that's what happened to Baby Doe. Through love and support, she grew up to become a bright young lady with an even brighter future, ready to go into the world and make a name for herself. If you like the podcast, be sure to tell your friends about it and ask them to subscribe. We'd also appreciate a five-star review. It really helps us get the word out. You can find our TV series, What Happened to Baby Doe, online at myfox8.com. That's a great way to put a face to many of the names you've heard in this series. What Happened to Baby Doe was written and produced by me, Natalie Wilson. Edited and co-produced by Matt Jensen. Vinnie Bocanfuso helped, too, with our interviews. Our executive producer is Derek Stetzler. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.